So before we begin tonight, uh, right before we're about to post this episode, got some very sad news that Hank Aaron passes away at 86 years old. Legend of the game, home run king. Rest in peace to a truly great American icon. One ball and no strike. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home. The Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, we know how difficult shaving your downstairs area can be. But not anymore with Manscaped's all-new Lawnmower 3.0, featuring skin-safe technology to help you prevent against nicks and cuts. We've been using ours for a few weeks now, and I gotta tell you, total game changer. It's totally waterproof, so you can use it in the shower if you prefer. And it has a handy little LED light to help you see exactly where you're trimming so you make sure you don't you know, cut yourself in a really uncomfortable, really unfortunate area. You're looking for more than just the trimmer? Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0 features anti-chafing ball deodorant, which we love, by the way, anti-chafing boxers, as well as the shed travel bag. All in all, you're talking about a package that's valued over $150. You can get it today for $89.99. But that's not all. Order today with the promo code BABBLE. That's B-A-B-B-L-E for 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Again, that's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. And we are live for the 75th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Loves Luigi. And tonight, got the got the big four. We got the full crew. How are we doing tonight, guys? We're, we're uh, doing. We're, we're doing. Uh, obviously, good vibes last week on the episode. We had some great news, a couple great signings. And really nothing's happened since then, to be honest, at least in uh, the Yankee universe. Uh some other things hey, happening. Hey, hey, they they signed Asher Wojciechowski today. Oh yeah, they signed they signed baseball Woj. Um, yeah, <laughs> they got uh, some the great career has numbers. A career five point nine five ERA. Yeah, so. we, you know ERA is really not that important. Um, yeah, so that's really <laughs> nothing's happening. Uh, but figured we'd do an episode, talk the things that are going on, speculation on if the Yankees will make a trade if they'll improve their roster some other way guys let's start off the show with uh this report that apparently masahiro tanaka wants uh 15 to 20 million a year on a one-year contract so masa yeah kind of uh pretty much closes the book on tanaka yeah i, mean, I really can't see a world in which we bring him back he, he's just not worth forget if i said this on the last episode or just to somebody i was like who's telling tanaka he's worth that yeah like no, who, I think that who's like one. obviously like it's probably his agent but like man that that is just not good advice i mean like, especially you, since the fact that he didn't get a qualifying offer 
should be the number one teller for him. That, like, okay, don't be asking for qualifying offer amounts if the Yankees didn't even give you one in the first place. The $15 million number doesn't... Uh, it's still way too much for Tanaka it's a lot. for one yeah. year. But, I mean, 15 to 20. Like, <laughs> yeah, 15, with 15 being the lower number. I mean, yeah. who's giving Tanaka anything? You might as well ask, I guess, but, like, he's not going to get that. No, and I think with him, he's one... He's probably best suited for a one or two year deal. So I think that's a good idea for him because nobody's going to want to give him, you know, four or five years on a contract, but to be asking for a high AAV on a contract for him, like 15 to 20 million is kind of insane because teams are going to look at him and see that he, the last few years has just been a very solid pitcher that he'll be very, he'll have very, um, he'll go up and down a lot. He'll have his bad starts, he'll have his good starts, and he'll have his eh ones. You know, he's not he's not going to be consistent throughout the year, but his stats at the end of the year will kind of even out. So, overall... I mean, his biggest detriment right now is probably because he's asking for multiple years and a higher AAV than he's worth, yeah. right? I mean, if you do one or the other... Um, you're likely to get something. Uh, we talked about Trevor Bauer, right? Uh, and that's, is he going to go for something like one year and 35 million and just say, mm-hmm. I just want to get a really high contract this year and I'll get it again next year. Or does he want to take the guaranteed money longer term? Um, Tanaka is in a similar, similar boat. Not that he's in, in the same echelon of a free agent at this point in his career, but if you want 15, 20, if you want to see if maybe the, the Padres or someone will pony up the 15 million for one year. Go ahead, but if you want multiple years, you, you, I mean, you got to bring your offer down. Look yeah. your, your expectations. Look what everyone else is getting. Uh, I know we free agency started. We looked at guys like uh, what Drew Smiley got more than we expected. Um, Kevin Gosman accepted the qualifying offer. That was mm-hmm. that was weird. But outside of that, pitchers. Well, aren't and I I think that's probably the reason he's asking for as much as he is because he sees. Smiley getting 11 million and Gosman getting, um, what was the qualifying offer? It was 19. Like 19 one, I think. Yeah, I think it was like 19 I just don't know how you could have performed like he did last year and and think that you should ask for that. Like no, and I and I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's not he's not basing his um, asking off of his numbers. He's basing it off of what other pitchers are getting. He's looking at himself and saying, okay, I've been way more durable in my career than Drew Smiley has by default um smiley might have had a better 2020 than tanaka did but overall tanaka has been able to stay on the field you I mean, know he hasn't look, missed that's wonderful and all that, but like it, what durability are you giving them it's like hey i'm gonna go out there and make every start except i'm gonna pitch to a like four and a half era while i'm doing it like it's it's like why you don't even want that pitcher making every start like even kluber who obviously hasn't pitched literally an inning in 2020 and then 2019 was terrible mm-hmm. you know he got 11 million so yeah i i get what tanaka where tanaka's exactly. coming from but hey, he's not worth he's that. seeing that thing if these guys can get 11 million dollars i should be able to get more than that but he's got to be you know he's got to bite the bullet and just think okay i'm probably not going to get 15 million dollars because teams have actually been able to see what I did the last few seasons, and they're going to look at that and be like, okay, we don't want to pay $15 million for a guy that's going to give us a low four ZRA. And, and pitch like four and two-thirds innings. Like... Yeah. 
it's really any team that that ponies up for him is banking on him returning to you know 2017 2018 form and yeah. 2017 because he was great in the postseason but he had a horrible regular season yeah uh, with with the no, tw- 2016 was the year he was um up there in the Cy Young right right so I mean that that's pretty far in the rearview mirror uh, yeah no that was team, oh, teams that are willing to pay him at this point are really just paying him to be an innings leader right for durability mm-hmm. uh, I, I know last year was a weird year so you see maybe shortened season the Yankees could have pushed him longer than four innings and a bunch of starts and they didn't but he's still capable of going five or six every every outing uh, that's what you're paying for and I, I certainly don't think that's a position that the Yankees should be in right now I think he's in a weird position because he's he's been on the Yankees for the past six years, so he's going to want to be on a team that'll compete, but he almost seems like the type of guy, a middle-of-the-road team, like, say, I don't know, a team like the Royals or, like, the Mariners or a team that's not, that might be a surprise team, but might not, you know, isn't expected to compete. It's He seems like the type of guy one of them would sign just to have a back-of-the-rotation guy that, hey, maybe he does well in 2021 and we can sell him and get a prospect or two for it like that one year deal type of guy that we always see signed february march every single off season but mm-hmm. a guy like tanaka who's pitched in the postseason all, um almost every year that he's been on the yankees he's not going to want to do that because he he has had success in the postseason with the yankees he was successful in the postseason when he was pitching in um, Japan, so he doesn't want to go to a team that there's no guarantee that he's going to compete for. So he's yeah. kind of in a tough spot right now. I, I, think. I guess and preferences really like at some point you're just going to have to go where the offer is. Like I, yeah. I, I'm sure any player wants to go and go to a team that's going to be competing right away, but like you can't ask oh, for yeah, all no, these I, things. I, if the bottom line is, is that if his performance warranted it, he'd have a ton of offers, I'm sure, and he doesn't so well, i mean for all we know he could have a ton of offers but he just hasn't taken any because he might be holding out for a higher aav because i mean you think yeah. about it, the yankees could have said all right we'll take you back if you it will give you one year you know 10 million i mean based on but, the way the mlb's offseason is playing out i kind of doubt any player really has a ton of offers like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, though, just because there have been so many reports of, like, after some of the players signed that they've had other offers. Like, it was reported that Springer had a six-year, $120 million offer from the Mets. But then, I mean, yeah, know, that's, that's one of the better free agents left in the market or formerly know, left I, in the market. I know, and, but, like, you know, like a it hasn't second really mattered. Right, Either but, but teams yeah. aren't only bidding on... on the top of the line guys i mean there's yeah <laughs> there, there's a need for every player on the market right now it's just who's gonna actually offer them something no and that's my point i think there's a lot of guys out there that have had a lot of offers that aren't public they just are holding out for well even dj he had offers that weren't made public until after we signed him mm-hmm. and that whole what i think the dodgers offered four for 60 like we had no idea that that number yeah. even existed until after we found out he signed with us yeah exactly Alex, I just want to mention you said Moss has been with us for six years. It's been seven years. Casual. Um, yeah, I mean, Tanaka, <laughs> like, it's, I don't I know, mean, maybe. It's fine. Me. 
maybe in some last minute thing or whatever, like if he if he doesn't sign or like you know, if he doesn't wind up back with the Yankees, I would tip my cap though because I really admired the way he opted in and finished out his contract mm-hmm. years ago. No, I think it was the biggest time too because it was 2017. Yeah, exactly. It was right after we were a game away from making the World Series, and we're like, we can't lose this guy. And then he made that big post, right? He's like, I want to finish out my contract with the Yankees. We have business um, to finish up here, and we were like, this is it. We're bringing it. We're running it back next year. Obviously, it didn't happen, but that was such <laughs> like a good moment. And then like a day or two <laughs> later, they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we're not bringing back Girardi. <laughs> Andrew really just hyped us. I was like, yeah, that we like this is it, and then we did shit the next three years. So moving on. <laughs> it was know. you know because the first year we had the greatness of Aaron Boone show up. So. And hang on, hang on. We're also forgetting about just how much of a loser Stanton was in 2018. Oh, man. Stanton got endlessly shit on 2018 and 2019 and 2020 until the postseason. Um, okay, 2019, he played. No, guys, guys people still tried to shit on I mean, he, st- he still got endlessly shit on, even though he wasn't playing in 2019. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people still <laughs> tried to shit on him this past postseason. He no, was Stan- the thing was, Stanton's the new A-Rod, and I think that's pretty obvious. It's no yeah. matter how well he does, people are still going to hate him. Yeah, that's true. Pretty true. Um, I think the best case scenario is just Masa going back to Japan, right? I, I feel like, like that's probably that's a that's, decent possibility. At this point, I think that's what we all should be rooting for. Like, I get if you st- if you still want Masa back in pinstripes, I get it. Like the sentimental value, I, if it's just a one or two year deal, because at this point, we still do need another starter. Like. I mean, yeah, we got we got Wojciechowski. What are you talking about? We're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, never mind. Uh, what, what the next few things I was about to say are just all invalid now. I forgot about him. No, but <laughs> at the end, like we said last episode, like okay, if open if this is our rotation, starting rotation going into opening day, fine, right? Whatever. Yeah. But if this is our rotation going into the postseason, which I don't think it will be, but I'm just playing hypotheticals. Eh, we probably got a problem. And even if you add, yeah. even if you add Sevy into that, it's like okay, we, so now. Our big three is Cole, Sevy, who hasn't been good in a few years, and Kluber, who hasn't been good in a few years. Like, I don't know about that. that, that sounds... We'll know more about Kluber in October. Yeah, absolutely. After he started yeah, I mean, I think. But that's that's what where we're at right now. So we do need another starter. But, even, I mean, shit, man. Even if you added Tanaka to that fold, like, I, I don't feel that much more confident. Yeah, exactly. But, I still, uh, I still I mean, wouldn't I know what to think. It, it really depends. I feel like Cash has a trade up his sleeve, but I just, I don't think anyone has any idea who it's for. I feel like he did. It, he it's gonna actually be someone... had one with Luis Castillo, which, hey, segue into our next Oh, thing. wow. What a, what a segue. What a segue. Gee, what were you, before we get to Castillo, what were you going to say, Jay? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, like, obviously, they kind of do need another starter, but, like, I wouldn't rush to sign one right now unless it was, like, you know, an established, definite upgrade, like a Trevor Bauer or whoever else, like, because otherwise it's, like, you have until the, you know, the trade deadline, you know, to figure it out, and, you know, you have Sevi and Herman and et cetera, et cetera, all the young guys who have started or, you know, like... You know, you have a lot of pieces that you can, you know, maybe find a role for. So, like, I wouldn't rush to sign any old starter just because you need one. Like, but also the market's so cold that there's going to be so many quality arms that just don't get signed. And that if the Yankees realize, you know, three, four weeks in the season, maybe someone gets hurt. Maybe they realize, you know what, 
Um, Schmidt or King aren't cut out to be regular starters right now. Uh, let's option them down to AAA and let's just pull, I don't know, a guy like uh, Cole Hamels off the street. Like, I mean, there's going to yeah. be guys who are, who are available Scrappy and you can roll the dice with them. No, I think there's going to be a lot of March, like, or late February and March, uh, like low one year uh, AAV deals and a lot of minor league deals a lot more than usual just because of how the 2020 season was so short. Like, you know, every year you always see guys that should have gotten a major league deal end up signing a minor league deal and stuff like that. But I think there's going to be a lot more this year just because of how uh, last season was so different and how this upcoming season is still kind of an unknown because MLB still really does not have a official plan of what exactly they're doing. No, well, they don't. <laughs> like, I feel like MLB, and I, I feel like a lot of leagues have the strategy in their defense, but I feel like MLB just has a strategy right now. Like, oh, man, like, like you know when you're in a – like, I'm not in school anymore, but you know when you're in school and you had something due in, like, a couple mm. months, you're like, oh, man, that's, like, so far away. I'll like, figure oh, it that's, out. That's, like, I'll years I'll just figure it now. out when the time yeah, comes. Like, yeah, like, well, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, it's, like, in a few days. Oh, Shit. God. Like that's what's gonna. That's it's gonna be like Valentine's Day, and MLB's gonna go. Oh God, we gotta get yeah, a like, season together, oh, like, don't we? Wait, like, they're like it's January right now. Our season doesn't start till like late March. Like the, yeah, everything will be fine by then. And it's fine. like uh, probably, you know, probably not. Like it's, it's probably, probably not gonna it's be. Yeah, coming right around the corner. I think so, the yeah, most well, frustrating part about that though is uh, as it relates to the Universal DH, right? I mean, if you're gonna go back to doing. Seven inning double headers. I mean, that's I mean that's something that you can teams can work on, right? But there's a lot of players on a lot of teams that have no idea if Lynch. they're going to get a job or if they need to employ an extra bat on their roster yeah. because they so don't the, know if that's going to be a requirement. Of, the I believe. two they don't biggest know the things that need to be addressed are the universal DH, like you said, and just the amount of games that are going to be played. Right, and the start date. Exactly. Because... And I feel like a lot of teams are banking, you know, we talked about it a month or two ago, uh, obviously with the vaccine now, maybe there's a little more hope that we can start on time. But remember, they were talking about, what, 120 game season starting uh, Memorial Day. If the season doesn't start till what is that, like May 25th, then yeah. the off seasons, there's a lot of time left to sign guys exactly. and there's no rush. No, but then, yeah, but, know, you know, like, it's, like, it seems like the spring training is going to start on time, like normal in February. But if the season's not starting till Memorial Day, what are you going to do Have a three month spring training? No, you're yes. going to have it start. Uh, okay, mid, well, mid April. Rob Banford will have a three month spring training, if that's the I'm question you're say, asking. Like, we don't have to, I'm not going to belabor the point, but I just do marvel every single year, especially now that this, you know, scheduling, you know, shit has been going on. It, it was, you know, it happened last year where they were, you know, they couldn't figure out how long the schedule was going to be. And now we're kind of doing it again this year. It's just, I just marvel really like at really how bad Rob Manfred is at prioritizing what needs to be figured out for the sport. Like I really do. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, not that the NBA has done a great job this year with COVID, but they did do something smart with their scheduling. They only released their first half schedule. So like they don't have the schedule for the second half of the year like isn't released yet like they're de- they're going to determine that based on you know how many games get postponed what teams need to play each other so I think that's kind of smart maybe just only schedule the first I don't know hundred games or eighty however many however many game season you have uh, planned just have schedule the first half of games and see how yeah. things go right see it's how not many a bad comparison. Postponed. 
either. It's not a bad comparison because MLB is saying like, well, we're playing 162, but I don't really know. We don't know when the fuck we're going to start. And NBA is just like, we're starting on this date. And, you know, we're going to try and have it be as normal as possible. Like, they were definitive in their in their first decision, I guess. But otherwise, I don't know. MLB, man. Rob Manfred's just fucking annoying. I'm tired of talking about that guy. I mean, well, gee, gee, bad we're news. the one that brought him up in the first place. <laughs> I mean, gee, we had some bad news for you because we're launching a new Rob Manfred podcast, and guess who the host is? It's you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Congrats. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about this Luis Castillo uh, fiasco. Um, which it, I think what was it a Dominican reporter who like originally reported that Castillo to the Yankees was done. It was a done deal. Um, and it turns out it wasn't, and that that fire got put out pretty quickly. And apparently they asked for Glaber, and that's just, just not going to happen. So yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. I was going to say, but didn't they at some point came around and they're like, it's going to be Castillo and a bat going to the Yankees? Yeah, uh, I guess that was fake news. You know, I look, I, Castillo would be like, you want to talk about a perfect. God, adds like if we needed to add one more guy to the rotation, a guy who is attainable. I mean, Castillo is probably at the top of the list, right? I mean, oh, that yeah. guy, great stuff. If you, I believe he has either three or four years of team control. I don't have it in front of me right now, but he's under contract for four million dollars this year, and then all three of his arbitration years. Yeah, he he's, yeah, he's got a lot of team control. I mean, he's very. I mean, that would just be such a great arm. Obviously, he doesn't have mm-hmm. a postseason experience but at that point i mean you're getting a really good starting pitcher but i mean technically he has postseason experience he well i'm saying like not yeah postseason. i'm saying like not like a ton of postseason experience you yeah know, like not like a veteran postseason arm but yeah that it's yeah, it was too good to be pretty true indicative what the um the reds are looking i don't even want to say what they're looking for for him uh i really it's how willing they were to move him in the first place right the fact that they went top shelf right away with their offer and, and asked for for Glaber reportedly. I mean, yeah. we don't know. We the the reports that could have been uh, false. That passed and smashed down. They didn't specify. And then there was that rumor. I forget who who released it that they had asked for Glaber. It might have been Nightingale. So take make that of it what you will. Um, who by the way, his son covers the Reds, so actually he may know what he's talking about specifically with the Reds. Anyway, um, Man. if you're asking for like an obvious star and someone that you know the team that's looking to get your pitcher is not going to move then that that's that's it right there right that, it's basically saying yeah we're not going to actually give him like i think teams them. teams that are still calling up the yankees asking for Glaber torres aren't serious about dealing in the yeah, first place exactly. they're just so, not it's because it's really a way of saying nicely, fuck you nicely yeah just it's like shutting yeah him we're yeah we'll we'll quote unquote we'll talk to you we'll make you an offer just to say that we did, and when, then we'll say that you turned us down, like, you know. But it's not a good the, faith offer, so. The Tigers wanted Glaber Torres for four and a half ERA Matt Boyd, so, like, you know, how serious would that be? And why didn't we, why didn't we do that? <laughs> you, know, you make a good point. Yeah, exactly, I do. But, yeah, uh, it's, look, obviously we love Glaber, but at this point, Glaber is just untouchable. In a year or two, if Glaber's defense doesn't improve, then he might not be. But that's a whole other story. Well, interesting enough, did you see that article? Um, I don't know if it was an article or just like a report online um, that like someone tweeted. But uh, Omar Vizquel said like 
the Yankees should have no problem uh, with Glaber Torres long-term at shortstop as long as he like follows my direction or something like that. I, I, I didn't I mean, read... what, what does that guy know about baseball, though? I mean, does anyone know who this Omar Visco is? What does this Omar guy know Vizco? about being <laughs> the greatest defensive shortstop <laughs> in the history of the league? Yeah, whatever. What does this guy know about being man played good for play? 24 seasons and didn't get to 3,000 hits. We're not talking about his offense. Yeah, right. come on, Jay. Are you wait wait are you telling me Omar Vizquel wasn't a force in the middle of the lineup? My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> no, but I, look like Glaber. I have confidence that Glaber will figure it out in the field. The weird thing about Glaber, we talk about in the field, it's not even really his glove. Like most of Glaber's errors are throwing. It's just like routine ground balls, and he fields it cleanly, and then throws the first, and it's just a terrible throw. So that's not—it's yeah. not even really his glove. Tech, it's fielding, obviously, but you can't even really say it's his glove. It's like accuracy. It's just kind of his, it's his accuracy. He definitely yeah. has and a lack, uh, definitely some concentration issues. I, I feel like yeah. with a lot of that mechanic. That's the easiest thing to fix, though, because Peter had yeah. the same issue. Yeah. No, it's not a. Uh, I I and I I agree with what they're saying because it's not like a range problem or it's not a you know like big problem that they're just kind of like okay well he's not you know athletic enough to play shortstop long term it's just yeah his throws are awful lot which is something that like you work on people knock Derek jeter because he didn't have range like obviously he didn't have range but like the man was just automatic. Like if he hit a ground ball in in his range, he was gonna make the play. Like people hated that. Like oh, he won Gold Gloves off of, you know, you know, unimpressive shortstop play. But like, all you have to do is make the routine play, and that's, you know, fans will be perfectly happy with that. You know, if you're making like spectacular rangy plays, that's obviously great. But like, all we need him to do is just make routine plays. So. Just work on the throwing, whatever the issue is. Just work on that. Like, I mean, you mentioned Jeter. Didn't he have like 56 errors in his first year of professional ball? Um, which, I mean, it was only like single A. But that's still I mean, a lot. It, <laughs> that, that's, it's an astronomical amount. And yeah. obviously, it's something that can be improved upon if it's primarily, you know, your throws. If it's not footwork, if it's not glove work, like Miguel Andujar is – a completely different story. Like he yeah, looks exactly. like he looks very uncomfortable when he's out in the field. He's got and a really good arm. Whenever he's feeling a ground ball, you just you have no idea what to expect from him. Right. Labor looks smooth all the time, and then just his throw is. He aired. makes he makes a great pick, pivots on his knee, stand up, exactly. throw, and you're like, ah! and then the throw is over Void's head. And you're like, what the fuck? And exactly. <laughs> it looks good it's, until it's a that surprise. Moment. Where right. Anduhar, you see him get a ball, and then it looks like you just cringing. He's like, "Okay, now what do I do? Oh yeah, I gotta throw the ball. Oh god, oh no!" And you, you just your blood pressure slowly He's rising. He's clutch it, double clutch it, triple clutch it. <laughs> Miguel Anduhar yeah. is the first player I think that's made me consistently duck in my own family room when he's fielding <laughs> ground balls. You know, I just constantly found myself like ducking and like being like, "Oh man." What is yeah, Andrew Hart. Gotta keep your eyes out trip. if you're down the first baseline. Yeah, he, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, Luis Castillo, Reds, please give it, please give <laughs> him all, the, all this talking please. about Miguel Andujar. So, yeah, so yeah, let's say, oh, yeah, like let's start with Luis Castillo. Yeah, I mean, what what's the Yankees' um, number right now? Are they like right up against the the the, 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 the tax line? Uh, I think it's like 
Yeah, well, as of right now, I they have 27 five. championships. Jeez, thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> z- zero. Like, I don't know. I still, you know, wouldn't hold that or, you know, I still have hope. You know, Yankees never leak anything, so Cashman could strike with a deal like this at any time. But, like, Luis Castillo really would have been, like, the perfect fucking fit. Yeah, it would have been nice, but I don't think it's happening. Um, but, yeah, other than Castillo, uh, let's let's just spitball. Like, what? Where are some other directions you could see Cash going to for another starter? Or I Chris feel Snow. like <laughs> Walker Bueller, um, <laughs> Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I I really think that like I think bullpen might be the focus now. I have a see, feeling that they might be done with signing. Every year, where we're just like, okay, just go, just shore up the bullpen instead of getting starters but every single year we have problems with both but okay I mean, right now right now right now if you look at our bullpen nick nelson Luis sessa and giant lasagna are all in the bullpen as of now and i have no Yikes. problem so with replacing like, them in the bullpen like can we play like, i'm looking at the free agent relievers right now. It's like, please, any of these guys, I would rather over those two, like two of those three. Giant Lasagna, I could live with, but man, I, I don't I know can, about I having can Nick. Live now. with Lasagna if he's, you know, your number eight guy in the bullpen or whatever. Well, how about Wojciechowski? I mean, maybe they don't envision him as a starter. He's I got mean, a really fighter, right? I mean, what if they just convert him to a one inning reliever? Andrew, Andrew look at Wojciechowski. Look at Wojciechowski's uh, career stats and ask me if you actually want him on the team after that. Yeah, man, look at look at guys like Chris Martin earlier in their career. Um, and then <laughs> I'm just saying anything can happen late in the career. Now, I don't have I, a lot I of... I know that. I'm just saying I wouldn't <laughs> automatically count on Wojciechowski to be a Chris Martin because he, uh, he hasn't exactly had success. And he's 32, which I was surprised. Is he really? Well, at least that's what the tweet said, right? I mean, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't even realize he was that Let old. me check this right now. Yeah, so he's 32 years old. That's wild. I think he's, he's only been, been in the league like two for two years. years. Yeah. But yeah, I would just I would just rather the Yankees get literally any relief pitcher that is is available other over Nick Nelson. Like, like I just don't trust those guys. Um, you know, if they do get a starter or trade for a starter or whoever, like. You know, you could still wind up with a guy like Domingo Herman out there, or like Debbie yeah. Garcia out there, which wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't had put success Garcia in that but, in that role. Domingo Herman has so. I think I think Herman, it like if the Yankees don't want to put him in the rotation automatically, he could almost be like a, a 2017, 2018 Chad Green. Yeah, long or like a long relief long, pitcher, long relief opener. where he just dominates because the few times he's been in the bullpen. He's been really, really good. So I think if you put you put him yeah, as like an opener or as a like say you know Montgomery goes four innings or something, you have Herman go two to three. I think that could be a really good uh, spot for him if they really wanted to do that. Yeah. You, you know, honestly, like even if the Yankees went out and got a guy like Joaquin Soria, he's valued around like five million. Like, just, just they need a couple guys like that. Guys who are veteran guys who, yeah, they're probably only going to be on the team for a year. They probably only have a year or two left in their careers. But, like, I trust guys like that way more 
than yeah. half of the Yankees bullpen right now. Yeah, exactly. Rosenthal. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I, literally I would, at, at this point <laughs> I would trust very guys low. that have been around. Like you said, Luigi, I'd be, I would trust guys that have been around a lot more than guys who have one year of experience because i think one of the big problems the yankees have had with their bullpens the last few years is that they have ended up having too many younger guys who are not proven at all in high leverage situations but look at the reason why and i don't want to make excuses but they've had injuries they've had something go wrong every single year well and i know that i'm just saying you don't want you don't want to have to bring in johnny lasagna in the seventh inning of a playoff game. Right, but look, if, if Tommy Canley never had Tommy John surgery last year, he probably doesn't even make the roster, let alone come in in a high-leverage situation. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, injuries are going to happen. So the way you you avoid that is you go out and you get guys at the deadline, which we didn't yeah. do last year. And really, that's one place we could have improved. Um, or you just stock up a bunch of depth and get guys like, Trevor Rosenthal, uh, maybe not even like the expensive guys, right? Like like Hand or um, yeah. and they already missed on uh, what Hendricks and and Trinan, but um, Colin is still available. I, I didn't too. think they were gonna get um, Hendricks anyways because Hendricks yeah. won a lot of money. I'm kind of kind of bummed in hindsight that they didn't make a move for um, Corey Knable uh, just because the Dodgers got him. For yeah, I I, could, I I was kind of surprised that like. It just seemed like it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the Brewers announced, like it was announced the Brewers were non-tendering him, and then he got traded to the Dodgers like a couple. Because well, it was later. a non-tender, it was the day of the the deadline, right? Yeah. So are you well, saying, wait, it, the, are you the Brewers that... had announced that he wasn't going to be getting a contract, and then before the day was even over, he got traded to the Dodgers. It wasn't even. I like, mean, like if that. If they know they're non-tendering him, then they're probably working that already, right? Like it's not that the Yankees weren't involved maybe they just you know were like no nah, we're we're not going to be in you know but they probably knew about it at the very least if the dodgers are not tendering them i'm guessing they were or the brewers are not tendering them, i'm guessing they were working the phones already well let, let's bring this all full circle right i mean that's a perfect um way to, way to bring it all back to where we started with um trading for a starting pitcher the yankees have yet to announce the acquisition of Corey kluber or the re-signing of DJ LeMahieu, well, uh, their 40-man roster is full. So yeah. they, if they make those announcements, then there has to be a spot for them. There has the to be a Right now there's not. So you have to think that Cashman is, you know, burning the midnight oil yeah. to, to make sure that he doesn't just blatantly cut guys like Nelson or Krisky or whatnot. He doesn't want, you don't want to just lose guys for nothing. I mean, if they're, yeah. you know, the bottom of the barrel, it's not going to hurt you that much. But if you can get something for someone, even if it's restocking double a triple a depth mm-hmm. to make room for the guys you, you signed then you're gonna get something for nothing rather than just cut them in, and get absolutely nothing for them yeah no if they can like somehow manage to get say they just trade nelson and Krisky and then then like some other minor leaguer that's on the uh roster to get like a solid you know young reliever or something like that that's a good move so that that's a really good point by imager that they might be waiting just to try and clear up some roster space so they don't lose two guys for nothing. Because their roster, as much as the Yankees, as much as we kind of chide them for almost having too many, like putting too many young guys in the situations and stuff, 
at least I do, um, their roster has so much depth on it that there's not many guys that you can just cut. You know, there's not any of the, uh, see, like if Eric Kratz was still on the roster, I think, and he hadn't announced if he, he was retiring, I think he'd be a perfect guy to just be like, okay, if he's going to, if he's planning on retiring, just cut him anyways, DFA him, and then there's a spot opened up right there. Right. The most likely guys to be in those positions, and, and I hate to say this because it's going to upset at, I've said you, Alex, but I like Tyro Estrada yeah. is probably right, right up uh, along there. Uh, I mean, I don't want to maybe not Talkman because he was really good in 2019. I don't think I, but, I don't think they would like maybe would they would they they DFA a guy like Florial? I don't think so. But I, I mean, God, no. if you got to get rid of someone, what, where do you go? There's no, you know, Whiskey. Ronald Torres hanging out on the roster. A guy like Adam Rosales. Remember he got DFA'd by like. Three teams back like ten times a couple years ago because he's just uh, the last man on the roster. When they had to make a move, yeah, he was the first have, to go. They don't have anyone uh, that's the obvious man on the roster. I mean, honestly, maybe Stanton or Judge, according to Yankees. You know, you yeah. make a good point. Like, I mean, someone like someone like if you ben ask, Heller if you put that poll like, out, <laughs> if you put a poll out asking who it should be after Stanton had an over four three strikeout game, it'd be eighty eight percent Stanton. The thing, the thing mm. with the Yankees is I don't under, I don't know because of the fact they've gotten so many fringe guys like Voight and Geo and stuff. You don't know whether or not they actually plan on making them, making the guys they have like big parts of their team or if they're just fringe guys like someone like Greg Allen. He's only 27, so like mm-hmm. you don't know if the Yankees are like, okay, maybe he's gonna be the 29. He's gonna be what Talkman was in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, or if he's but, on the roster right now, he's, he's the first guy they're gonna cut. And exactly, that acquisition he's just on the roster as someone to cut when the DJ signing becomes official. So it's really hard to project what the Yankees are gonna do with the guys that are on the roster until pretty much it's announced. And then also you forget, uh, I mean, I don't know how likely it is to happen at this point because you know, we're closing in on February and there's been no word of, of it since the end of last season, but they probably want to bring back Gardner too, right? I mean, yeah. like, what do you do with that? No, definitely I, not. I think, it, I think it's inevitable that they bring, get Brett, bleh, bring back Gardner. Um, I G think just, they were... G just left the call. <laughs> I already I said definitely I think not. they were just kind of waiting to see like whether or not they would actually manage to re-sign DJ and stuff and see how much money they had left in their budget towards the end of the offseason and just kind of probably told Gardner, we plan on re-signing you, so if you just sit tight and give us some time to figure everything out, we will bring you back. You know, that could be true, but some random guy on Twitter said that Brett Gardner's agent told, or said the Yankees told him to go fuck himself, so like... That could be true too. <laughs> Twitter fans with sources. Oh, always got to believe fans, fans with sources. sources. Fans with sources. I mean, also, there, also not that I'm like. A guy, there's a random guy on Twitter that supposedly is associated with Bronx Bomberball that says uh, Brett Gardner is the worst outfielder of all time, mm. and his it's name rhymes with Bat Maziano. Brat Brat Bratziana, huh? Yeah. So uh, heard of him. You know. That 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 might be a source to look into. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not like just based on like baseball offseason. 
in general. Like, surprised, but not surprised. Like, that... I mean, I don't know. What did he make last year? Like, $8 million? Like, if Gardner, they're right up against the line. Twelve and a half. <laughs> Gardner made 25 mil last year, Jay. Gardner made $40 million last year, Jay. <laughs> we do. We, you don't remember signing Gardner that five-year, $150 million deal back in the day? <laughs> yeah, the, the, Springer, the Springer contract was based uh, off of the contract that Gardner signed last year. Me, me as well. <laughs> well Gardner has a... Uh... Has more. I was gonna say has more World Series appearances, but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he casual, casual. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyways, we'll, we're gonna wrap the show with some MLB news. But before we do that, shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. Use our code Babble, get twenty percent off. Um, after work today, I went to the gym right after, and I didn't even have to go home and take a shower. You know why? Because I had ball my ball wipes handy, and I just you know went in the changing room, threw my sh- gym shorts on, my shirt. And I had my ball wipes, and they really came in handy. So shout out Manscaped, twenty percent off and free shipping when you use code Babble at checkout. Get the body wash; it smells great. Body wash smells great. All the products are great. Um, yeah. So MLB news. Uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays Jared, are in on everyone. Before we get to the Blue Jays, uh, all I'm gonna say is uh, Jared Porter. Yikes! 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 <laughs> If you don't, if you don't succeed once, it's just sixty-four times. Try sixty-one more times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just honestly, you know, in all seriousness, just a shitty situation. Get on the mess yeah. of firing him. You know, he's kind of a piece of shit for doing that to that woman. Woman reporters really go through that a lot in sports, and it's terrible. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's he's not to like, you know, it's especially awful. Just as you know. Because that female employee, like, literally, like, left the profession because of it. So, like, you know, it's just, it's especially awful that it happened in that way that caused her to reevaluate her whole yeah, yeah career just, choice and goals. That's a very, just, you know, very just shitty, very shitty situation. And, um, yeah, uh, just saying he sent a, uh, stock image of a you know what and not his uh just i i gotta say i've never heard that one before uh just, it's it is indeed a new one it, it is it is a new one but yeah so jared porter uh good riddance yeah the blue the blue jays uh got blue jays got a lot better the blue jays may have become the second best team they at least i was have. saying that the other day they I was saying, no, obviously the, next year it could it's gonna come down to the yankees and the jays i think Maybe um, they get Springer six years, hundred fifty million. Did okay. they overpay? Did they overpay for him? Did, did they overpay for him? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But oh. honestly, they got their guy. They got they their guy. Got look, the look guy. when you're, question, when, you're uh, when look look when you're a team like the Blue Jays, sometimes you have to overpay. Sometimes yeah. you have to overpay for a guy <laughs> like Springer to get him on your team. Yeah. It's crazy, right? That a team that's hopeful of taking the next step this year is actually trying to improve their roster. Imagine that. Imagine wow. I mean, that. other than like the Padres, dude. Other than the Padres, the Bougies have to be one of those top like few teams that have actually made meaningful moves for their roster. Oh, yeah. oh, no, if you look at the teams, if you look at their team, like the 2020 teams to the projected 2021 teams, the Padres are number one in terms of like increasing their. Uh, yeah, I think know, it's Padres, Mets, Blue Jays talent and stuff, and then it's got to be the Jays and the Mets after that. Yeah, I believe so that. You got to give them credit. 
Definitely. So, Alex, just to, to go back and, to uh, they, I to real quick, obviously, they also signed Kirby Yates to a one-year deal that could be anywhere from $5.5 million to around $10 million. So, two really good gets from them. And then, we supposedly, everyone thought they had Michael Brantley for, like, an hour. But it turned <laughs> but out that did, uh, they didn't. Ken Rosenthal <laughs> once again took a big swing and a miss for the second time this past week. And Thanks. it turns out that Brantley... Staying in Houston, he signed the exact same deal he did two years ago. Two years, thirty-two million. But yeah, uh, Astros good, have have some great keep for the Astros. Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> keep for the Astros. Um, so the blue, we thought for a second it was like, wow, Blue Jays got Springer, Yates, and, and Brantley. Brantley. Like, wow, yeah. they're they're really. They, but what are they gonna do with six outfielders, right? So probably <laughs> yeah, good. It's yeah, it's still, still got themselves two damn good players. It's just in the Blue Jays just traded for Jose Altuve. <laughs> Yeah. And Mike Trout. Everyone from the Indians is going and, to the Pets. Everyone from the Astros. They were, the everyone. they were getting so, everyone from the Astros, not just good like, players. Uh, yeah. Alex, since you said you think the, the, the AL East might come down to the Yankees and the Blue Jays, like, mm-hmm. are you thinking that it could actually be like a tight within a few games kind of race or like you think they'll just be like a comfortable number two? Like, what do you actually I think? I think it'll be more a comfortable number two just mm-hmm. because – the Jays have no pitching. I think them and the Rays will be pretty close. I think. I, I agree. Yeah, but you the know Rays still maybe are going to piss us off at some point. I don't think if we're just going to laugh no, our I mean, way. I was going to say, like, I don't think the, I don't think the, the, the Blue Jays, I don't think the Yankees will just like destroy the division and win by ten no, no, games. No, no, I don't but think, I think they're like, win the division you know, by fifteen games. Yeah, like but I think four or five games or something like that. Like they won't like be like hard pressed. I would say it's pretty close. The problem is they need more pitching. They don't have that many. Starters. And we talked about this last week where, Andrew, you did point out that I was wrong. Tanner Roark has his contract with the Jays was two years, so he is there. The, um, He's just an innings eater at this point for them. 2021, yeah, but that's still a uh, you know starting pitcher for them. They have R- mm-hmm. Ryu, they have Roark. Pearson. They have Pearson, Pearson, and yeah. that's kind of it. Just a bunch. They have their young guys, which... And they bring back Robbie Ray. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd never know if Robbie Ray's going to addition by some traffic. It's going to walk no, three guys no. every start. Alex, yeah, exactly. we definitely know about Robbie Ray. <laughs> this we is definitely true. know about Robbie Ray. <laughs> yeah. Subtraction. I said addition by subtraction. I meant <laughs> subtraction by addition. Subtraction <laughs> by addition. <laughs> um, Watch, he's going to go into You traded, Tommy, for, you traded for him. You had to keep him. And honestly, was it worth it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, other new MLB news and notes. Uh, Angel signed Jose Quintana, one year, eight million. National okay, signed. okay, hang on. I just want to bring up a point with the Angels. Oh, he wants to bring. Um, Alex wants to bring up a point. It's to me. Thank, thank you for that, Luigi. More no subtraction No, it's not that. It's just imagine being an Angels fan, where you have the best player on the planet, and you have the money to basically sign anyone because they have Trout signed up long term. Upton and Pools making a ton of money, and I would imagine they still have room in their budget to add a bunch of guys, and they just don't sign any. Man, I really would love to see the reaction of an Angels fan if you went back and told them, you went back and told them, like for the next whatever, you know, six or seven, eight years comfortably, like you'll have by far the best player in the game, and you won't win any single thing. Like imagine. 
I love to see their reaction. The Angels in 2014 had the best record in the American League. Trout won MVP. They got swept in the playoffs, but still, I would imagine after 2014, yeah, no, but that was by the Royals. Um, the the Royals in the ALDS, the Orioles beat the Tigers. But still, both those teams have good. Though both those teams had good players. Eggs players, but my point is like, imagine after that saying to Angels fans, "Yeah, by the way." Trout's still going to be an out-of-this-world player, but you guys are just going to kind of be the most mediocre team in history for the next six years. Have fun! Like, they ha- the last six years, Trout has won two MVPs and has been top two two other times. He's been in, like, the top five every year that he's played in MLB, uh, and they Jay- haven't made the playoffs or, like, even tried to. They so drafted what we're, what we're, what we're trying he's to the say best is, player in the game. They drafted him. They developed him. He's going to be an angel for his entire career. And to this point, he, they've done absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing to even so try what, and help that. What we're trying to convey with this segment is Mike Trout is pretty good at baseball. Just the an- the angels, the angels do nothing the to help him out. are bad at baseball management. Yes. Base, running a baseball team. They got rid of trade addict uh, Jerry Depoto, so. And he hasn't slowed down since he's hit Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Nationals get Lester, one year, $5 million. Um, Guys, the Twins. Will the Twins just become contenders with this recent signing? Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. They're, they, mm. One year. Huge eight million for none other than J Hap. <laughs> I mean, guys, we're fucked. Should we just pack it in? I mean, yes. we I don't just, really think. Should we, we just kind of? Anything. Should we just kind of start enjoying the finer fruits of life other than baseball? Because I mean, twin J Hap takes them out in October for the Twins. It's over. No, I I saw someone say it on Twitter, and it's so true. It's like, what what are the twins thinking here? Like, what are the thing? Like, what twins are like? Huh? This guy's like Jay Hap's probably throwing for them. He's probably sitting at like eighty eight. It's like, yeah, this guy. I want this guy in the mound in the postseason throwing ninety down. Totally see him being vengeful though, because he hated (laughs) time here, and then just he'll have like a five eight ERA, but. In three I'll starts, it would be like one point two. Like I know it's not so black and white, but like Jay Hep, you want to make sure that they don't screw with your contract, and you know, do that and make you start once every ten days. Like just fucking pitch better. Like stop throwing ninety miles an hour right down the middle of the plate. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he could do that, Jay. I really don't. That's yeah, kind of well, just his thing at this point. Onward to the Twins, by all means. Godspeed for them. Welcome to Pitching Coach segment with G. Just pitch better. Just (laughs) pitch better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can't say he's wrong. I know. Yeah, so, guys, we have anything uh, anything else to talk about tonight? Um, Luigi's a casual. 
I mean, that's stuff, literally that's your fallback stuff, every time. New stuff, information, Alex. Stuff, new I, information. Mean, I was about to say stuff that the audience doesn't know. I think they kind of already uh, know. They got to this point. They kind of already. I just know had that. to make sure that they got that they were minded. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, rest in peace, Don Sutton. Um, forgot to mention that he recently passed. I don't have his age in front of me, but legend of the game. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, the Mets. Uh, they, you know, it was such a. It's so funny how the Mets were literally killing the off season, and then the between it within twenty four hours, the Jared Porter news happens, and then they don't get Springer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it didn't take Mets, that long for the Mets to start being the Mets. Again. Mets Twitter went from shifting from like all right, George Springer. New York to, is ours right, too. Uh, oh God, we're no, bad. To, uh, um, do we want Jake Marisnik or Brandon Nemo Nemo in center? It's like uh, it's both those guys. And like, <laughs> I know that every team has a price and whatever, but like for you know Steve. Cohen to come in and everyone's expecting him to just blow people away and it's like they got outbid on Springer by like twenty million dollars and the same length of the contract. Like it's I don't know, it's just like a very Mets same old Mets kind of vibe to it. The thing is about See, about I, Cohen, I is that he's got money and he's willing to spend, but he's not just gonna be irrational with, yeah. no, with and, his contracts. And, and he's not even a GM. Is, he, them uh, not getting Springer was very smart, I, I will say. As much as I want to make fun of the Mets, them not paying him that that, Thirty that million a year, yeah. yeah, that that was a good move for them. No, because you, I don't think you can, I don't think you can get on the Mets for not paying an extra thirty million dollars overall for Springer. Like offering him six and one hundred twenty, I think was the perfect contract for him. The Jays just overpaid him to kind of seal had to. for him. Yeah, exactly. They had to overpay him in order to have him come to. Yeah, see, that's the, Toronto. The Blue Jays are a type of team that has to overpay for a guy like Springer. The Mets really and the Mets aren't like. I mean, no, they, the they are, dude, they are. I mean, the Mets are like the Blue Jays aren't as prestigious as a franchise as the Mets. Like the Mets have made a World Series. The Mets are in New York. Like guys want to play for the, the Mets. Blue Jays have won the World Series. I'm talking about I'm, the Mets have. I'm talking about like in or I meant going to a World Series like in the past five, ten. I was talking about like recent oh, kind okay. of history. Like <laughs> the Mets have last, been in a World yeah. Series. The Blue Jays were in like three ALCSs in four years, right? So I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just you could say like it's money not well or well not spent. Like that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, like you're sitting on the money and you still have to run Brandon Nimmo out in center field now. So like, where's the solution coming from? Yeah, hey, the Schroeder ranked in the fifth best center fielder in baseball. Cool. That's a good point. That's a good point. Is he the, are they only counting Mets players in that? Yeah, Yo, and then Luis Robert wasn't on the list. Yeah, I know that was yeah. criminal. Neither was Hicks on a lot of those lists, and I'm not, I'm not like you know saying Hicks is like the best center fielder in baseball, but like he's top ten. With seeing some say, of those Hicks, other names, you're like, okay, you Hicks have, is better than these having guys. Having Hicks seven to ten, I think, is fine, but not having him on the list is. Not yeah, if he was on that list as like the ninth best center fielder, we'd have been like, all right, that's fine. That's about what okay we with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that'll just about do it for us. Uh, like we said, not much happened in Yankee land, but hey, yep, who knows? we found a way to waste an hour of your time. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> Thank, thanks for getting that, never getting that hour back. Thank you, you're welcome. Um, yeah, look, 
like we said, they still Yankees Twitter page still hasn't officially announced DJ or Kluber. So something's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? We don't know. Like how, how are we supposed to know? But I'm fully confident that Cash has something up his sleeve, whether it's a trade, whether it's who he's gonna cut, another signing, who knows? Um, trading Otto for two disposable literally, literally tra- anything. Trading Otto for two disposable trash bins, who knows? Um, I don't know. That might be too much. Yeah, maybe just one. Maybe just one disposable trash bin. Um, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to. Don't want to be wasteful. Um, but for Luigi, for Alex, for G, for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.